Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. everyone I am sitting in LA and I can't I'm like having a moment I'm I'm not gonna say a fangirl moment but it's a little bit of like I can't believe how life comes full circle because who I'm sitting with right now I used to watch on television when I was pregnant with my first child and like sat during maternity leave bored out of my mind like sorry Maya you were just such a simple child and binge watch the show so please welcome Whitney Port hi Hi, I'm so that is like such a funny thing. Yesterday, I was like texting my daughter and she was like, what are you doing in LA? And I was like, well, I'm actually going to go podcast with somebody that I used to watch when I was like at home with you. And it's like that was like 13 years ago. Oh, my God. You have a 13 year old. I do. Oh, my God. You look like you're 25. Honestly, I had them all very young. I had all three by the time I was 25. No. Yeah. So I've got three now. And yeah, so it's been, I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, which is why I loved reality TV. It filled my days. I don't blame you. Social media really wasn't a thing yet. Of course. Thank God. I think a little bit too. So then when that kind of all came about and eventually, yeah, ended up going into the workforce 10 years later and all of this now. So. Oh my God. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah. So you came into podcast space this year as well. You have WitWit. Yes. Yes. How do you? I just launched it in the spring. I love it. Honestly, I've never learned so much. I feel like for the first time, I'm really living outside of my bubble. You know, Mm. living in Los Angeles, you can really feel isolated from the rest of the world. It just has like this lens of... I don't know, like everything is great and bubbly and glamorous. And so yeah. you forget like everything else that's going on. And for me, I've lived here my whole life. So it's really easy for me to put my blinders on. And now like having my podcast, mm-hmm. talking to people that 
are so inspiring and know so much more than me is just opening up my world. Yes. And I feel like making me a better person. I'm sure you feel the same way. I think what I love is it forces me to put down my phone and have a human conversation. Totally. I've yet to record one on the phone. Like I do it totally in person. And yeah. there's something about that. It's like this human connection thing. And the fact that like, like you just said, there's so many stories out there and I won't experience those. Like I might not experience the same things like I had on somebody who'd been through human trafficking. And mm-hmm. you know, when you hear these stories and experience, it does change you. Yes. And I was like, without this conversation or without the podcast that pushed me into having that conversation, my life wouldn't be what it is now. So I kind of love that it's causing me some emotional maturity and this totally. like evolution of thought and care. And mm-hmm. what I always love saying to people too, is like, when you listen to episodes and you hear these stories, you might never experience these things. You might never go through this stuff. You might never, mm-hmm. especially when you're like, let's say for instance, you're talking to a woman of color. I might not know. I will never know what it's like to experience what you've experienced, but now you get to share with me and I get to learn mm-hmm. and it teaches me to be a better support person. It just makes you a better person. So yeah, I'm so grateful for it. I just find you so fascinating, I think, because, (laughs) no, like truly, because you've done so much. Like when I think like in the 13 years since I first seen you on reality TV, you've done a lot in your career and a lot has happened. But I feel like this last year has been the first time that we've really gotten to know you in like a really true gritty sense. Yes. And it's so refreshing, but Thank I, I want to hear like, how has that been for you? Because I was even like reading up before I was coming, I was like, I really want to talk to you about like some key things, but it reminded me of like the fact that even at the beginning when you were on the Hills and you were asked to be living a roommate with Lauren, yeah. you turned that down because you're like, I just want some things private. Like mm-hmm. I want my private life. Mm-hmm. And now you're living on social media and you're sharing things like a miscarriage mm-hmm. and you're putting that out in the world. I mean, of course you've evolved as a person over the years, but I wonder how that experience has been from being such a public persona and now being somebody who's vulnerable about the real shit in between. Yeah. Well, it took me a while to get here. And when I was doing the TV show, social media wasn't a thing Mm -hmm. and reality TV was just beginning. So I really didn't know what the consequences would be of sharing my life. I was 21 when we started doing the show. I was dating someone who really didn't want to be on the show. I was a college student, and I just really wanted my privacy, yeah, you know? Yeah, fair. So I did the so show. so weird, though. Like, just to pause. Like, that's yeah. so— I'm going to—I want privacy, and I'm going to be on a reality yeah, show. Yeah, no, so, totally. It's such it, a It double. does not make any sense. Totally. But for me, I was able to— work at Teen Vogue and Mm -hmm. be an intern alongside Lauren, but Mm -hmm. not necessarily have my social life bombarded. Like they just didn't really push me for it. Honestly, they had Lauren, they had Heidi, they had Adrena. They were showing them, you know, going out and dating and everything personal. And for me, they really just like kept me in the box of work and I was 100% okay with that. Mm -hmm. And then when the Hills ended and they came to me and they were like, do you want to move to New York and do the city and have it centered around your life? I was like, do I really? I don't know. Like that's a lot of pressure. I've never done this before. And I made a list of pros and cons and I finally realized that like it was going to be a really good opportunity for Mm -hmm. me because I wanted to be in fashion. Yes. And I knew that that would be the easiest way for me to have the most exposure. 
So I did it, but it was still very, very challenging just because I'm also not like the most dramatic person. Like they would want me to care about things that I didn't really care that much about. And so the city only lasted like two seasons just because I don't draw in a lot of drama. And obviously reality shows like really rely on that. I guess I was watching TV last night. There was like nothing on. So we was watching Real Housewives and I was Mm -hmm. sitting there and I'm like, I wonder if they like poke and prod them to be dramatic. And then I was thinking about you because... I mean, now there's like the Hills reboot. Yeah. You know, it's you're back kind of into yeah, it. Yeah. But you've remained undramatic and yet there's something so peaceful about that. So I don't really find like I, I realize around like reality TV that they do kind of want these like splashy things. Yeah. But I feel like you, I almost consider you as a character on a show, but mm-hmm. like you were like the calm supporter in the entire, like if there was like scripted characters in it, you were so vital to that because there was so much drama going on. Yeah. But did you ever like, was that so easy for you to be like, I'm not a dramatic person and that's okay? Or was there times that you were like, Did you hold back your drama? Like you you don't have a life free of drama, but how did you kind of like navigate those feelings and kind of like what you would put forth and what you wouldn't? Yeah, so- When I was on the city, it was just like everything was out there. You know, I decided to do the show. I had a relationship on camera. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it all out there. The scary part when you're doing reality TV is that you don't have control over the edit. And that's why I Mm. feel like I'm able to be so much more open on my social media about the real things that are going on in my life is because I can really tell the truth. When you're on reality TV, you don't know 100% what's the truth because the editors have complete control. Like I could give you a nasty look right now Mm -hmm. that would be like a fake, like I would be faking or something that would be alluding to like something gross you just told me, but instead they would use it as a reaction to something that you said to make me look like a bitch. And that's why it's scary to do reality TV, you know? And that's why like an answer to your first question, why I feel so much more okay with being open now is just because like I have control over it. You're the author of it. Yeah, like it's not going through any other funnels. No one else is putting their voice on it or making me seem something that I'm not. So when they came back and they were like, do you want to do this Hills New Beginnings? I was really like scared because I knew again that that was going to be releasing up some control, especially because there was a new production company and I was a little bit scared about that. But I decided, you know what, just be you, just be Mm -hmm. you and go with with it. And turns out that the last season, like there was enough drama with everybody else that they didn't necessarily like need mine. I mean, I did talk about my miscarriage, which they would never disrespect and like edit weird, but it's weird for me, even I can't sometimes make sense of how someone like me does reality TV. Like I even was thinking about last night, I was like, is this really something that I want to be doing, you know, like spending my time doing? But at the same time, it's really fun. And it's a way to get your message across just on another platform. I so agree. And, you know, how has it been going back into it? I mean, there was a huge pause there. Like, what was the gap between Hills 1 and Hills 2? It was like 10 years, I think. Almost, right? How has it been going back into it? Did it feel a little bit like, were you anxious about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, the first day I went back to film the last season, I saw everyone for the first time and I like took a pause and called my husband and started crying hysterically and was just like, 
why did I do this? Yeah. Not because anybody was mean to me, no. but like it just felt uncomfortable. Like yeah. I hadn't seen a lot of these people. Honestly, in a really the first long time. couple episodes were uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that that was almost important to show, like it did feel a little contrived. Yeah. And I think everyone kind of understood that. Yeah. My biggest takeaway was yeah. that, like, after watching All the Hills before, I was like, hold on. Like, Spencer was, like, the bad guy. Like, he was, yeah. and he was, like, we kind of all thought he was a little nutty because he always talked about these friggin' crystals. And I was like, can we all just, like, pause and take a second? That, <laughs> like, he's still with Heidi. They have a family together. He's now, like, the peacekeeper in this group. Yeah, and yeah. he's, like, selling crystals because they're the coolest thing on the planet yeah. right now. But everyone believes that they're giving us our healing powers. Even I am like, oh, my little amethyst. I might be mm-hmm. anxious. Just, like, lay it on my chest. Like, mm-hmm. I do it half-jokingly. But, yeah. I'm I just, mean, like, we all have a transformation but and he's so definitely wild. had such a transformation and like yes he on the show is yes definitely like a voice of reason and yes. trying to keep the peace with everyone we've had like some things here and there luckily we're all okay now yeah um but yeah it is so interesting how the evolution of people but and it shows you not to like judge too yeah. much either like because I, we were so young so I mean we were young. so young and we were making such crazy decisions you know yeah. like everybody in the early 20s we were doing crazy things and so it just kind so happened of as that you should exactly just so happened that their crazy phases were on a reality TV show and now they're in their early 30s I know and imagine all wise decisions I know I think about it now like I have this daughter who's 13 and she's yeah. on social media now and I'm like your life is gonna be so different because like if you do something it shows up on social media when uh-huh. you go on through a breakup it's on social media like mm-hmm. it's exposed in a different way so as much as we saw you guys go through that we're kind of all in a reality show now we're all living and existing in this world where it's like, holy crap, this is like, you can be exposed for things at any moment. And it makes you anxious. And at the same time, it it causes like that reflection of, oh, what are my choices here? And what are my decisions? And Mm -hmm. like, if I'm going to be the author and the narrator of my life, like, what do I want that to look like? And so it can be, I think even like this week, I've had a little bit of an issue where somebody took me as somebody being ingenuine. Basically, I got hair extensions and people thought it was like wrong. (laughs) What? Are you crazy? It's fine. I have honestly, I've never had hair extensions. I've only put them on for photo like shoots, things, yeah. but like I want them so badly. Wait, I don't know. People it was so- are judging you for getting hair extensions because I work so much in the body confidence space. They were like, "How do you separate beauty in like the external materialistic sense into like how you feel about your body?" And because I have like I wouldn't even say a classical postpartum body, but I definitely have a postpartum body. So I've really spoken into like that community a lot over the years, mm-hmm. and I think it can be so misconstrued so quickly. Yeah, but you can have extensions and feel proud of your body oh my at the gosh, same time. Yes. Like, it's the same thing as putting on makeup. Like your followers I mean. know you put on makeup, right? Yeah, I but that mean, was that became the secondary conversation that's is ridiculous. why can you <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can never win with people. You can and, never and they win. Think I that know. Everything is so extreme I that know. if you feel proud of your body, then that means that you just let everything go natural. It's like, I no, know. you can feel proud of your body, but also want to do certain yeah, things sorry, to make like, you feel good. I think that it's so dishonoring to yourself if you're not doing what you know makes you feel good. Like I can't explain why I love putting makeup on in the morning. I don't feel like it's my worth that I'm applying. I don't feel like it's my worth leaving me when I take it off at night. I love both processes, but I'm like, there's something about that intentionality of like spending time with my face and doing my hair. Like it is such a, because it's like a meditative process for you. And that's fine. And going back to like way before. So like to give you a bit of context, I used to be 225 pounds Mm -hmm. and I had my three kids and I didn't give a crap about 
myself. So part of me is like, I do enjoy these little things and it would be so dishonoring to my own self-love process to not do these things, but it still makes it difficult when negative comments come in. I think that that's always hard. How have you, how have you dealt with that over the years? Um, you know, I don't even know if like, I feel like it'd be like yelling at a butterfly to say something bad about you. That'd be so mean. No, I mean, you'd be surprised. Like it definitely comes in. My husband gets really defensive and he wants to write back to people. And I've had to like put the kibosh on that because it doesn't, serve me well, doesn't serve him well. It's so true. It's, it's just, it's a bad for everybody. You don't want to give them attention. Honestly, I just always say to myself, like, they don't really know me. They yeah. don't know what's actually going on behind closed doors. They don't know every single reason why I do something and they don't have to know. And that if they want to have that opinion, it feels like they're almost projecting their own insecurity onto me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to take it too seriously. Like, I really Good. just try to let it go in one ear and out the other. And I think that you should too. I usually do. I have this whole process of bless them and block them. Yeah. But sometimes people are sneaky and it comes in like really nice. Like they start by nice and then it yeah. slowly gets worse and worse. And you're like, yeah. what just happened? I got like catfished into a troll. Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. so bizarre. All right, friends, let's take a quick pause from today's show again to talk about one of today's sponsors. Without sponsors, the show would not be possible. So I'm really excited to share with you another one today, which is Vistaprint. Vistaprint is someone I've actually been shopping from for a really long time. Back in the original days of the Birds Papaya, when I was a stay-at-home mom blogger and little Etsy shop owner, I used to go to them for my business cards, for any promotional products as well. And on top of that, I used to go to them for everything from printed custom little gifts and uh, even holiday cards, which is what I want to talk to you about today because we are down to the freaking wire. It's time to get those holiday cards out. And you know what? Let's try and save our hands from cramping and get that order in now. And what I love about Vistaprint is that it's so user-friendly. Not only do they have amazing designs to choose from, everything from fun to glamorous and chic, but you can simply take a photo from your phone, upload it right into Vistaprint, and you're going to embed it into one of their many designs that allows you to do that and order right from there. They can come really quickly as well. And you're guaranteed satisfaction, 100%. So if you're not happy, you're going to get either refunded or reprinted, which is exactly the kind of business that I like to work with because you just never know. Maybe it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. And you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about your money going to the wrong place. Vistaprint completely stands behind their product, which I adore. And I've never gotten a bad product from them. But right now they have some pretty amazing deals and some pretty amazing things that you can do as well, all the way from custom photo canvases to different calendars, things that family members might actually love as gifts as well. So much beyond holiday cards. So right now, let's make the season more merry at vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code PAPAYA50. That's vistaprint.com promo code papaya50. And that offer ends January 5th. So let's head back into the show. 
Hi there, I'm Maureen McGoodwin, founder and CEO of Career Contessa, the largest online career resource built inclusively for women. I also have the privilege of hosting our new podcast, The Females. We're here to help with real talk career advice from CEOs, authors, creatives, and other experts to give you real strategies for building a successful career all on your own terms. Each episode of The Females is sure to not only inspire, but also to motivate you to take action and move your career forward. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes and follow along on careercontessa.com. I got one once that wasn't even about me. It was about Sunny, and that's when I got really protective. It was this one woman who said she was a nurse, but it Mm. did not seem like a very nursely thing to do. She was like, I'm noticing Sunny doesn't make eye contact, and he's not really formulating words. Mind you, this was like when he was maybe nine months old or something, okay? She's like, I think you should go get him checked for this thing and this thing. Like, he seems like he's not doing well or something. And I was like— you're making this assumption about my son off of social media. Like I would not be okay with that. Yeah, it was really harsh. And she was like, you should pay more attention to this thing. And I'm like, that is when I wrote back. I wrote her yeah. something long back and was like, yeah. it is really dangerous for you to make assumptions like 100%. that. Because one, he does all of those things. Mm-hmm. And two, like this can really affect my confidence and security as a mother. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to be a professional observing Sunny every day to prescribe him this, you know? So it's just, I think that's such a hard curve, especially like in being a parent and on social media is Mm -hmm. like, I have the honor of like, my kids are older. So like they get to tell me what they want to do and what they don't want to do. Yeah. So I have two daughters and a son and my two daughters are very different in their body types, very different. And it's so interesting because like societally, the older one, she's very thin, but she had the worst diet I've ever seen. Like she literally eats ketchup on a bun. And (sighs) I'm like, that's not food. Yeah. And I've like sat her down in the doctor's office and been like, can you tell her to eat vegetables? And they're like, well, she looks great. Like everything's fine. And then my second born, like she is like much more built. She Uh definitely has like a gymnast type body. She's Uh a bit shorter. She's a bit rounder, like whatever. I don't care. These are two children that are being raised in the same home with the Mm -hmm. same amount of standards. We don't have scales in our home. Like we're very positive Mm -hmm. about like how we talk about our bodies and stuff. And I had a post with my daughter and it was kind of followed by this poem. I'm like, love your bodies because you're teaching your daughters, like teach them to love, like all these things. Like these are like the marks of life. And like, these are the things that we should so honor. Right. So I had this photo went up and it went viral on Facebook, unfortunately on Facebook. (laughs) And it was like, not the best day. Yeah. But eventually I had to take it down because again, it came in all of these people in concern saying like, your daughter's going to have diabetes and your daughter's going to have this. They were assuming her diet. They were assuming her lifestyle. And I was so like, I'm like, if there's ever been a moment where I can see the cracks in society, it's this. Yes. Because here I am as a mother who's feeding and raising these children completely the same. Mm -hmm. The oldest one is not active. She Mm -hmm. does not eat well. Mm -hmm. And the second one eats a very good diet and she's very active. Their bodies have responded differently. Yet because the older one is thin. Differently. They're yeah. totally different. And because the older one is thin, nobody will say anything, not even her doctor, where my second one was even like, she was tested for diabetes because of her body shape. Right. And I'm like, this is wild that even the medical community can be like, well, she's a little chubby, so it might be this. Yeah. She's clear. She's actually like super healthy. Like she's super great. Like mm-hmm. that all to say, but it did really challenge me, I think as a parent on social media, 
And I so resonate when you say that, like, you know, getting these opinions from the outside world. Mm -hmm. Has it ever caused you, like, I know a lot of celebrities, like, that's a hard choice, like, mm -hmm. like making that decision. But I, I love that you choose to integrate motherhood into it because yeah. I think it's so important to share those things yeah. if yeah. you're willing to. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just think that everything in life, you just have to take the bad with the good. Oh, you know good what point. I mean? It's like anything that you do, nothing is ever going to be perfect. And I think that the pros of me sharing what I share so outweigh the cons. Mm. Like the amount of people that I can actually touch and listen to and that can feel validated by something that I share versus the people that disagree or disapprove is so much more that like I just constantly tell myself that you know and arguably you shared the most vulnerable thing that you've ever shared this year yeah for sure how and was I know we touched on that a little bit earlier yeah. but like your your miscarriage was that's the most vulnerable thing that you could possibly I know there's a lot that could go on mm -hmm. but because it has in history been such a private thing mm -hmm. it was almost mm -hmm. like it was filled with shame and it was like you feel so against your own body. Yeah. How was it actually sharing it and what triggered you to share it? And mm -hmm. what has been like, has it been good and healing for you? Yeah. So the thing about the miscarriage was I didn't have like the typical miscarriage feelings that I think probably most people have, which is like sadness and shame and just feeling like overall depressed. Like mm -hmm. my feeling after I had the miscarriage was more of like relief. Really? Which was the scary thing to say. Mm -hmm. And like everything I do, I was even scared to say it to my husband when it was all going down. But I said it to him and he was like, Whitney, if you are feeling this way, I'm sure there are other people out there that have felt this way too. And it's important for you to talk about that messaging. Ugh. So I think everything with the miscarriage, like I felt more guilty about how I reacted to the mm. miscarriage. I didn't feel shameful about having the miscarriage. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was my fault. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel scared about talking about mm -hmm. it. It was more just like, oh my God, why am I feeling relief about not being pregnant? Mm. And that was a complicated conversation. But I ended up realizing after posting it that a lot of people did feel the same. And, and there's a lot no of right way to grieve. Right. There right, isn't. Right. And like, I didn't know this person. So I wasn't like celebrating it. No, you know, no, no. I wasn't like, oh my God, yay, I'm not pregnant. It was more just like, oh my God, like I'm sort of relieved that at this really busy stage of my life, I don't have to be pregnant mm. anymore. And that was a really hard thing to say, but I think that I think that a lot of people may feel that way. You know what? I've, even on my podcast a few weeks ago, I talked to this woman who woke up in the middle of the night and found her husband dying. And she shares her story. And she oh said at one God. point she was like at this conference and they were like, what if you're thinking about something that like, I'm probably totally misquoting her, but like if you're yeah. thinking about something that was a really powerful moment in your life, like a really good moment, like something that changed the trajectory and all this stuff. And she ran out crying because she was like, I can't believe that like the thing that I'm most thankful for is actually the death of my husband because it wasn't that that was like something she hoped for. Right. But it was the fact that it changed the next stage and who she was and all of yeah. these things as well. So like the fact that you had that relief is like you said, it was probably a pretty common thing. And a lot of people are probably very quiet about yeah. again, putting that in a box, being like, I'm not allowed to have that feeling mm -hmm. with it. I mm -hmm. mean, there was a woman I followed on social years ago, whose husband died of cancer. Mm -hmm. And a couple months later, she got remarried and people were furious with I'm her. Sure. 
And I was initially as well, because I was like, but that's not how I would do it. Because that's what we do in the right, human experience. Right, we we right, apply right. what we think we would do. Right. And, and we then put we it on that, someone else. And we else. think that that's the right thing to do. And we project what we would do onto them. Exactly. But it's not fair. But that's so unfair because it. yeah. regardless, it's the victim shaming. It ends yeah. up happening because it's like, you're the one who's going through a miscarriage. Regardless of how you felt, that is still a bodily thing that goes on. There's a lot of hormones involved. Yeah. It's a huge thing. It's still confusing. And you have to still go through those feelings and all all yeah. the next steps. I mean, that's still a lot to go through. So it would be kind of disappointing to ever have people be like, how could you feel that way? Did yeah. you get any of that? No, I actually Good. didn't get any of that. Oh, that makes was, me so restored. I know, I know. It was such a relief. I, I was really scared. Like it was the one thing besides the breastfeeding videos that I put out when Sunny was little. It was like the one thing that I was the most scared to put out there. And people really? were really, like the stories that came in were... I mean, we're different kinds of stories, but stories like young girls who got pregnant when they were 16 mm-hmm. and they didn't tell anybody and they mm-hmm. were so ashamed and they didn't want to have the baby. They didn't feel ready. And then they had a miscarriage and they felt that relief yes. of that they weren't pregnant anymore. And it was like this one girl told me she had never even told anybody that before. Oh. So it's those stories that really make everything that we're doing worthwhile. I think that's so true. And, it, yeah. and it's what pushes, I think— a lot of the conversations that I've had, I think when people see people put vulnerable stuff out there, they think like, oh, you're doing this because it's good for you. I'm like, I because never want to do this job. They think no. like, I know it's, it's all, everyone that. is all about like being quote organic now and showing yeah. like the real you. And yeah. I think that a lot of people do it and you can kind of see right through it when oh, they're yeah. just doing it just to do it, yeah. you know? And I highly advise against that yeah but then again like I don't want to judge no because I I don't know for sure I think it's we're in this stage of we want to be relatable and in order to be relatable we need to be vulnerable but it's so hard because I think for me when I first started sharing vulnerable stuff it came out of a place of my own healing and I didn't know what the response would be I had no idea what it would be like to show the stretch marks on my stomach or to show the cellulite on my butt and to do some of these things like I wasn't really part of like that movement so Mm -hmm. it was confusing and I had no like we are so trained our whole lives to be palatable and be attractive, to keep quiet about things and to not say so much. And I've never been an activist. I've never been like, I don't want to upset people. So I've gotten used to being quiet. So when I shared some of these things, it was like the first step in being like, if I knew, and I love this saying, like, once you share a secret, it loses its power. It was like this release of, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it out there, but it has never been a good feeling. Like every single time I do it, I'm like, this is so hard because everything inside of me is saying that this is not palatable. This is not good. Right. I don't know how or to that do you this. Feel ashamed for it. That I feel yeah. should feel shame because that is what I felt for so long. Yeah. So when you put it out there, you know it is for a greater cause. Yes. We don't make changes in society by being comfortable. No. We don't know how many people are now understanding that it's okay that they had those emotions. You could have been quiet and it mm-hmm. would have been fine. Right. But the fact that you spoke ends up changing somebody's life, if not millions of people's lives. Like you don't know how many times that story will be reflected upon. Totally. And these moments will be, you know, all of these things again. And it's the process of normalization in a lot of things in society that I find is so fascinating. My latest like little project has been to share things without saying it. Like I can share my body and not have to make a statement about why I'm so acceptable. So today I was like standing by the pool and I was like, here's a picture of my butt. And like, I was like, literally like, good morning. And yeah. I was like, it's so fun because I'm like, 
I don't have to make a statement about why I have worth here yeah. and why it's okay to have cellulite and why it's okay to have these like so things. So you just posted it on your in your feed? Yeah, I just and posted then, it. And there's no caption. It. I just posted good morning. Yeah. <laughs> and I just left it like that. And I was like, that's my new fun thing is like, I want to normalize things by just making them normal. Yeah. Like if everybody else can post a normal picture and just say like that, like imagine a day when we could talk about these gritty raw experiences and it feels like normal conversation and mm. not this gritty moment of like, oh my gosh, did you hear what she said? Right. Wouldn't that be so cool? When you think about, you know, certain people on The Bachelor and Bachelorette when the first, car, like in reality TV, when it first came out, people were so like, oh my gosh, they're sleeping with so many people. I'm like, but you realize that this is normal. Totally. And it might not be your lifestyle choice, but these are still normal things that are going on. And it's been so interesting even watching within the realm of that show that, you know, it's like a corporation now, I swear to goodness. Yeah, I love that show, though. I mean, we could talk about The Bachelor all day. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's like, of course they're sleeping with them. Like, they're on a quest to see if they want to marry somebody. Like, of course they're going to want to test their chemistry. But it's weird, like, how, and now they have, like, Bachelor in Paradise. And I'm like, now it's like, it's getting really normal. Yeah. It's getting really normal for people to be able to own the rights to their bodies and their choices, even if that's not the choices that you had for yourself or if you live by a different moral standard. Like, I have found that, like, through the process of, like, seeing certain things roll out, even on social media or reality, TV. I'm like, it just seems cool that we're living in an age where we're like, I actually can choose whatever I want. That's a weird thing that I didn't know that I could do as a child. Totally. Right? Yeah. So anyways, very cool. Okay, friends, we're just going to take a quick pause to talk about one of today's sponsors, which is one of my favorite beverages to enjoy throughout the day, and especially at this time of year. We're talking mushrooms, we're talking drinkable mushrooms, and we're talking about Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. First things first, though, no, it doesn't taste like mushrooms. And yes, it's super legal. It's not one of those kinds of mushrooms. This is a very different type of blend, but you're going to enjoy that everyday magic that you have been waiting for. I love it because it has half the amount of caffeine. So it's not giving you that jittery feeling. It doesn't keep me up late at night if I enjoyed it in the afternoon. And it has some really great ingredients, including lion's mane, which is a functional mushroom. So it keeps your brain at its best health, supports its focus, productivity, creativity, some really great things that are going on with that. It also has chaga, which is, everyone talks about chaga these days. It's the king of mushrooms. It supports your immune system and it has antioxidant properties as well. And it's also got no sugar in it. It is dairy-free, paleo, vegan, all of the things. It's so great. And it comes in individual little packets too. So if you want to bring it on the go with you, it's amazing. All you need is hot water and a little stir stick or spoon and you are great. And this is the kind that's also really great on your gut. That's the one thing that's been really important to me for my own gut health. I have a really sensitive stomach and this does not irritate my stomach at all. So if you have like a full day planned and even coffee can be triggering to your stomach, this one is a lot easier on your gut. Doesn't give you that awful jittery feeling or a crash either. So of course, for listening to this podcast and listening to the sponsorship, I'm going to make sure that you guys have a perk in shopping at Four Sigmatic. So just a special offer for you guys, you can receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic order by going to foursigmatic.com forward slash papaya, or just simply enter the code papaya at checkout. So that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash papaya to receive 15% off your order. And now back to the show. Thank you 
curious because yes. you have such a heart for fashion. I do. I go in and out. I'm like, where are you now with it? I like don't care at all about it. I thought you'd it. come out with and like then, a kid's line. So I have something. I'm actually launching a collection with Rent the Runway in oh, April. Oh, so cool. Yeah, so I'm doing a whole collaboration with them. I love fashion. I always... I'm interested in it. It's important to me. I feel like it's a way for me to express myself. But then a lot of the times, like, I just don't care. You know, like today I'm in like the weirdest outfit ever. Like I'm in my husband's. I know, but like like, somehow that's cute. socks and weird feelers and I haven't (laughs) shaved my legs in like two weeks. And yeah, I just want it to be fun. Like I just want it to be comfortable and fun Mm -hmm. and to not take it too seriously. I don't want my fashion to be like so trend driven. Like I'm so sick of like everyone's wearing something. So then everyone goes and gets it, you know, like I can fall into that trap too, where you're like, oh, this is the it bag. And so I'm going to go get it. I'm like, no, I'm going to go find something else that I just, I don't know. I don't like the idea of trends in quotes. Do you get what I'm saying? I totally get what you're saying. Like I really think that everybody should just wear what makes them feel the most comfortable. And if yeah. that is trends, I get it. Cause like yep. some people don't necessarily have their own sense of personal style. So it just makes them feel more confident if they're listening to whatever everybody else is wearing. And I totally, totally get that. I mean, I'm creating a collection that I hope people will want to wear of for course. that very reason. But I really also want people to dress themselves like really just for themselves. Well, it's almost like a creative expression. It's like an art form, right? Yeah. So there's always like, and that's why I mean, like when you're dressed down, it's like, well, that's just like normal you. But when you come out and you're doing like these artistic takes on yourself, it can change all the time. I've never been one that's like ever been on a trend. I swear to God, I accidentally did it this year because I have this bad habit of sleep shopping. Like I, oh my God, like you, know, you wake up in the middle of the night mm, and you start shopping. I guess I must wake up and it's like, I'm half awake and I check my phone and I scroll Instagram and there must be ads because I've noticed I'm always buying things that are somehow like just oh to God. give you context. Yeah. I bought a tiny miniature Japanese pink washing machine for makeup brushes. Oh my God, that's amazing. You sound like my husband. My husband does all of his shopping (laughs) on Instagram. Everything he gets is on Instagram. I'm the most influenced person ever. Mm -hmm. I woke up one day to a receipt in my inbox and I was like, oh, Sarah, what did you do? And I look and I was like, I bought a fuzzy pink jacket And so then I go onto my Instagram and I look at the brand and I was like, oh, I even commented on the post being like, this is everything. Oh my God. And you don't remember doing that? No idea. That's hilarious. So this coat comes and I was like, I need to wear the shit out of this because I paid a hundred dollars. And that's like a lot for me because I'm like a thrifter. I'm not like a huge spender. Not a huge spender. So I like- Because you don't want to be, you're like- No, I just think I got so used to it. Like I lived in single income, stay at home mom. And then I got into, like I was a single mom for a while as well. So a bit of out of necessity. Yeah. And now that I have the ability to spend on things, I'm panicked because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I'm like, I I don't know what to invest in. Exactly. Like I've been dying to consign like a a designer bag, but I'm like, I don't know what one Yeah. because I don't know enough. And I'm so scared. I'm, that's the whole thing, like the whole trendy thing. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel like I would buy the bag, the bag that's that going to go. Wearing. Yeah. And it's going to yeah. be out in like two months and it's going to be done. I've done that and I regret it. Right? I've so. done that. I got, last year I went and bought the Fendi bag that was like 
it was the F's and it was all yes, multi-colors. Yes, I know what you mean. Right? And I was like, this is everything. I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> I wore it for a couple months and then now it's like. No, you don't care. But I guess that's why, consignment, that's why consignment exists. Yes. I guess. I and I never. Rebag. Have I you heard never, of that company, Rebag? No, I haven't. Well, but there's a lot of little ones. Yeah. But I, I guess the one that I was so shocked about was Louis Vuitton. Like, who would have thought that came they, back? Like, yeah. holy. Well, those bags, I feel like their monogram will never go out of style. And I okay, also, that's good I to hear. Like a <laughs> Chanel bag, even though this is yeah. a really funny story about this bag, but a Chanel bag will also never go out of style. If you get like one of the classic if styles. You, okay, so maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to get a Chanel bag and this live my life. Yeah. But I just this need one, to make I, one purchase. I need to do, at some point, I just want to make one purchase. One big purchase. I don't know what it's going to be. But when I got this pink jacket, that $100 was a lot of freaking money for me. And I wore it and I did a post on my pink jacket. And I was like, this is my life now. I live in this pink jacket. And then all of a sudden people were like sending me, they're like, look, all the Kardashians are wearing that pink jacket. Like everybody's wearing it. And I was like, I am accidentally very on trend. Wait, can I see the pink jacket? You can see the pink jacket. It is like, it is fluffy and beautiful. I mean, she's a family member now, basically. You love her. She, like that jacket's my baby. But this now is, I'm like on this, like, I can't pink. stop with the pink. Like, I just want to wear pink all the time. Like, I'm wearing pink right now. But I didn't realize it would be a trend, which would, I think is kind of fun. Like, I love when that accidentally happens. Yes. When you accidentally, like, fall in love with something. But I'm just one of those people that when I go for something, I go all the way right. in. So, like, leopard print. I was like, yes, I love leopard print. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, I have, like, I can't wear an outfit I where know. it's, like, leopard have... shoes and a leopard watch band and a leopard jacket. And I was like, you went too far. Like, you need to learn a little bit about yeah, fashion. but I think it's so important for you that you're doing what just, like, speaks to you. And like I love that you say that. I'm being validated right yeah, now. Yeah, like, you you're loved it, and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if anybody else likes it. It's funny, because I did have one friend who I was, like, talking to last week, and she was like, what are you doing in L.A.? And I'm like, actually, I'm going to, like, podcast with Whitney from the Hills. She's like, you mean Whitney from Vogue? And I was oh, like, my God, <laughs> stop. She was so I wish it was still Whitney from Vogue. That's she amazing. She was so defensive, and she was like, like, no. That's like, so I'm, funny. I'm so sorry. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I'm honestly, this has been so fun to have this conversation with you. It honestly is truly so life in full circle. Yeah. And it's so cool. I love what you're doing. Tell us, like, you've talked a little bit about the collection next. Yeah. Talk about where we can find you, what's coming up for you, yeah. whatever you yeah. want to share. Okay, cool. So I have winnieport.com, which is just like my lifestyle website, like tips and tricks and everything that I've worn and love that week. Just like everything about me you can find Love on my it. website. My podcast with Wit comes out every Tuesday. Mm. I have amazing guests on that. And yeah. everyone from like experts in mindfulness to someone that's coming on and talking to us about birth control and the effect you have your love story with your husband. My love story with my husband. Yeah. Basic Q&As with yeah. me. And then I have my YouTube channel where we're actually doing a whole relaunch of that. I did. I love my baby butt. Okay. Somebody told me this morning that they were addicted to that show. So my husband and I did that together and we put a new video out every week and we stopped it just because we weren't like dealing with as many issues as, you know, they're so young. There's like always a new phase, always something new. So there was a lot of content to post. And then I was like, I'm actually happy and I have nothing to complain about. So like, what am I going to talk about on YouTube? So. So we're relaunching YouTube and doing like, and I love my toddler butt. And okay, then cool. also showing just a little bit more of like some self-care stuff for moms. Because I cool. feel like us moms huh. 
really need tips on that, like accessible yes. tips, not like goop tips. And you know? you know what? It's so funny because I love that you say that. I feel as mothers, you know, we're taught and we're told like it's the ultimate sacrifice. And we go so far as to not, like this was me. I didn't even go to the bathroom without a child in the bathroom with me. Yeah. And when I started locking the door, my kids were so confused, but I was like, this is self-respect. I'm respecting myself right yeah. now and I'm giving them proper boundaries. Yeah. And it has taught me so much about like creating that divide where like they still have access to me, but like, or even just like that intentionality in the morning of I can get up a little bit early and have coffee by myself and yeah. do my makeup and do those things or yeah. tell them like, I need to go do this. It's actually made me a better mom. Yeah. It really, Good really has. You. So and, I think I love just that you're doing that. busy themselves while you do that? I mean, they're all older. They don't care about me anymore. Yeah. But at the time, they pretty much stood outside the bathroom door. And waited for you. But that was still okay. It still created that new norm of yeah. just because I'm mom doesn't mean that you're with me all the time. And just because I'm mom doesn't mean that I don't care. Yeah. And just because I'm mom doesn't mean that I don't get to go out. Yeah. Just because I'm mom doesn't mean all of these things. And I think that it's really cool. I don't know if you follow Cat and Nat, but they do like mom truths. And they no, really, they really dive deep into a lot of like the realness of motherhood and stuff too. Yeah. And, and it is really refreshing. And that's kind of the thing that I really love about social media and YouTube and all of this stuff and bringing it back home is like, we have such an opportunity now to change the way people might see something or view something. Yeah. Might learn like a self care tip from you that is going to change the way that they you know perform every day, or they might learn to like love a stretch mark because they went and saw my yeah, picture one day. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing, and it's right. really cool that we're doing it and, and having an impression on someone, even if it's just I mean, like one yeah. person a day. Even if it's on one person but a yeah, day. About that mom stuff, I totally get it. Like yesterday, I found myself having nothing to do at like four o'clock in the afternoon. I it was after a doctor's appointment, and I was like, God, I could go home. And like my son was with the nanny. Yeah. I was like, I could go home and just like have him just want to be with me or want me to turn on the TV for him or like yeah. have him pine. Yeah. Or I could like stay out yeah. and just like walk around aimlessly. And I decided I did a little bit of both. Like I stayed out for another hour and then I was like, okay, now I'm just wasting time. And I yeah. went home. And for a second, I sort of felt guilty about it because I was like, oh God, like I'm, I'm like hiding from my son kind of. And then I was like, you know what? No. No, it's so true. And I actually had my therapist validate this for me because I was like, I feel like I'm doing all this stuff for work and I'm doing yeah. all this stuff, but where do I come in? And she was yeah. like, if you have three balls that you're juggling, it's so easy to justify work and it's so easy to justify like family. But if yeah. you're not taking time to justify what you need yeah. to, yeah. she's like, so let me just tell you right now that gets equal parts of the pie. Yeah, You get equal parts to business, to family, to you. So she's like, whatever that needs to be, you get yeah. to do it. And I was like, oh. Well, that makes me feel better because right? I am pretty selfish and do take a lot of time for me. But that's so. It's good. It probably makes you a better mother. It probably yeah. makes you a better businesswoman. So thank you so much. Of I'm course. really excited. You are Whitney Eveport on Insta. Yeah, Whitney Eveport on Insta. And with Wit is her podcast. Yes. And it's so endearing. You're so easy to podcast with. Oh my God, good. So great. That makes me so happy. I'm, I'm really sorry excited. I can't say into yours. I sound like crap and my head is like <laughs> this big. But I, I'll, I mean, You're for so you to sick. do mine. We're going to do it we'll again. figure it out. We're yeah. going to figure it out. Okay, okay, guys. Until next week, thank you so much for tuning in. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. 
Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Thank you.